Welcome to the Linsanity, a podcast for the Running Hook Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Linsanity Podcast, a part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. And before we get into the podcast, I uh, just want to, you know, just say, hey, you know, if you got time to rate us, uh, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, we love the ability to, uh, you know, gain some subscribers, to, to gain some followers, to uh, whether that's through our social media, through our Spotify or, or whatever you listen to your podcast. Um, it would be greatly appreciated. Uh, we have plenty of content coming. Uh, Zach and, and Zach's, you know, dialing up Circle City Cinema. Alex and JD have been raking NBA playoffs. Uh, and also there, there's, there's a lot to discuss. And Bryce, I, I'm excited to get into it because, you know, we've got, I mean, weird conference finals. And we have, you know, a lot of, I think, um, off-season talk in regard to what could happen in the NBA and, you know, all team and all this other jazz. So it'll be pretty fun podcast. I'm looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Quick side note here, Caleb, my Boston Red Sox are uh, starting to gain some momentum this season. How's your Cardinals looking? We're we're, we're doing fine. We're We're, we're hanging in there. Oh, yeah. We're, we're Molina and Pujols pitching we're innings. No, joke. Fine. Joke. Yeah, we're we're whenever fine. you guys are, are done getting cute. We're fine. we're fine. We're fine. We're really fine. We're fine. I'm not, yeah, I'm sure. not concerned. I'm yeah, not sure. concerned. It's the card in the way. It's a joke. Okay? It's, it's a joke. This. It's a joke. That's anyway. cute. It's really cute. And but your Red Sox were a joke for the first half of the season. Anyhow, yeah, let's, well, get into, uh, story. let's get into the, uh, the series. Um, I, I guess... I'll start off with the series that has uh, given me zero entertainment value. Uh, the Golden State Warriors and the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> okay, uh, which, you're going to hate. No, no. No, the, no me, see, no, this is no, typical no, of you. This is typical. No, it's not. No, it's, okay, go ahead. Why is it? Why is it? This is very you're typical. You're in love with the Warriors. This is typical. You're in love with no, the Warriors. No, no, no. No, because you don't like good basketball. No, that's not true. That is that's absolutely true. true. You don't like good don't, basketball. Don't act, like, don't act like we've been seeing good basketball, though. How is this not good basketball? That we have not been seeing good basketball. Um, Dallas can't. Dallas cannot shoot a shot. Okay. Dallas because they're shoot shot. Shot. And the Warriors and and the Warriors are like, you know, how in the world they didn't put them away in Game Four blows my mind. Um, it blows my mind. Okay. okay. It absolutely blows my okay. mind. I mean, how in the world they don't this put is them away? Silly. This no, is stupid. It was, it, it, it's absolutely stupid. It's absolutely stupid. That should have been a four-game series. Um, it should be a four-game series. They, Dallas has had no business staying with them, and and that leads to some questions about what this Dallas construction looks like. I mean, it, looks it's like unsustainable. Cheeks. It's unsustainable to shoot the way that they're <laughs> shooting, and it's unsustainable uh, to win in the style of which I believe they're playing. Because I just, I, they, it's, it's bigger than a second star. Um, I, you know, these guys got to get to the paint. And I think that's kind of been my main criticism is, um, and to be honest, I think they're, I mean, I think their performance against the, the Suns, uh, you could just write that up as a fluke uh, because that's just what it was. And, and if you're looking at, if you're looking at that, you know, the way Dallas is playing, I mean, sure you make the final four. Uh, but man, I feel like you have a lot of work to do to be a final four NBA team. You know what I mean, Bryce? 
Oh yeah, I I absolutely understand. I, I don't I don't think this is this is not about the Warriors not closing out the series though, Caleb. I mean, if you're gonna if a team is gonna hit twenty threes against you and you only lose by ten. Are you going to be upset with that? No, I don't think so. Dallas got back in their home building where they have a very good home record. They have a very good home record. Dorian Finney-Smith had the game of his life. He's he's never going to shoot like that again. Uh, Luka Doncic didn't play great given his 30 points and 14 rebounds and nine assists. Talking about what, what we know he can do. So I'm not, I'm not concerned about this at all. I mean, just close it out, man. No, I agree. But but I I, I just want to say, I just want to say, I was right about, I've been right about Dallas this entire playoffs. Their roster construction is a joke. It, they don't have the firepower to hang with, with the Golden State Warriors. I trust the Golden State Warriors offense more than I do the Dallas Mavericks war, uh, offense. And you see case in point why. Because Dallas, they, they, they'll get hot for a game and then they're cold and they suck again. And it's the Luka Doncic show. Yeah, and that's not how they're going to win. Uh, it's absolutely not going to how they're going to win. It, and, and I think he knows that. But the problem is, like, if your guys are going to have so many games where, you know, Cleveland Bullock combined for zero threes, like in game three or, you know, game two, you just you, you really just didn't have it. I, I think, in my opinion, when it comes to the Mavericks, it's it is so much bigger than the cliche of you need to have a top, you know, you need to have two stars. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, I think Dallas need, really needs to consider his realignment, uh, this realignment of their roster. Um, I was big on Jalen Brunson staying in Dallas. I personally believe you sign and trade Jalen Brunson. I think, I well, think, Dallas, keep Dinwiddie. I, I think, right. But you have, but you have Dinwiddie, you have, you, you, you have, you know, Tim Hardaway is a player that I really like. And honestly, I do think would impact uh, the Dallas Mavericks playoff run. And I just, I, I'm lost at the big man of, of Dallas. I mean, I get that it's not great, but you're not trying everything. I mean, I understand like, you know, something that Alex and I have talked about, you know, is okay. You, you have, I'm not going to sit here and say Marquise Chris is this insane big, but he plays so much differently than the other bigs on Dallas. So why aren't you giving that a try? He, he shoots and he's much more athletic than any of those other bigs. Uh, Kleba is, if he can't make a shot, um, I think he's a really, really tough player to play in the series. Uh, I think Powell has arguably been the worst rotation player in these playoffs. He's been bad. He's, he's, he's just been really, really bad. He's not playing with that energy that he played with last postseason. Uh, he's not really giving you any sort of physicality, uh, which in my opinion is no excuse because I don't want to disrespect Devon Looney, but I don't think Devon Looney's top 10 center in the NBA. Um, Dwight, Powell should, Dwight Powell should be able to hang his head, you know, on being able to compete with this guy. And, and, and so to me, Bryce, it, you know, the front court's an issue for Dallas and, you know, something I think that would be interesting for them if the salaries could work out here is is what would the potential look like for maybe bringing in a DeAndre Ayton, you know, for some size here to give Luka Doncic a second option. I'm just throwing it out there, but I mean, I think they could use it. He gives some size and some defense, and I mean, they really need a they need a second star who doesn't care about 30 points. They need a second star who's willing to do some other things. Mm-hmm. I have a question for you, Caleb. Yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of a shifting little shifting question here. So I believe Golden State closes it out tomorrow night. Are you under the same impression? Uh, lock. 
Okay. <laughs> this is this is silly. I'm this is even in. silly. Hey, I'm to all talk in about. on that lock. I'm all in on that lock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's your that's your lock of the night. Golden yes. State wins. Yeah. So so myself and Zach were talking about this today. So Stephen Curry in the finals. If he wins, if if Golden State wins the finals, and Steph Curry wins the finals MVP. Does he finally cement his legacy just as an overall player? Because a lot of people, they, they hate on Steph and say that he's not a finals MVP. Yes, he has all the rings, but he's not a finals MVP. Like, that's the big knock. I think, that's, I think it's silly because I think his, his legacy is already cemented. I, I don't think he needs agree. it. Yeah. <laughs> but mean, it's what, so silly. What, like, it's, what else are you wanting him to do? I mean, he's changed I, I mean, and revolutionized he, the NBA. Exactly. That was that yeah. was that's what we we're talking about. Like, it's so silly that all these Curry haters are saying he doesn't have a Finals MVP. Okay, for all for all the LeBron, all the LeBron writers, right? LeBron did nothing to advance the game. Okay, it's just plain and I simple. Agree. Like, it's not it's not a knock. I I'm not saying yeah. every player has to revolution revolutionize right. the game, but right. Stephen Curry did that for basketball. You could argue. I mean. <laughs> You could go into a deeper conversation and say that it might not be good for basketball. But I, I do think that Curry, yeah. I do think that Curry has done that. And his skill set has done that. His greatness has done that. Um, uh, there's no question in my mind, Bryce, if the Golden State Warriors are going to win the finals, he's going to win the finals MVP. In fact, I would argue that if he does not win the finals MVP, they're not winning the championship. I think, yeah, I, think he's, I, th- I think I think he's so. I mean, we'll know. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, I don't mean to sound like you know, I know it all year, but I think the Golden State Warriors are not going to win this whole thing unless he is the finals MVP. He has to be able to take advantage of his matchup because Fair. both Boston and Miami defensively are going to bring challenges. Uh, they're not because Dallas is not bringing the Golden State Warriors any challenges defensively. No, they're just not. And Boston and Miami will. Uh, fact. Uh, so in my opinion, Bryce, I think Stephen Curry, uh, if, if they're going to win this finals, he's, he's got to win the finals MVP. I mean, he's got to, and he's got to be the best player in this entire series. And it's, it's just, it's almost got to be kind of clear cut. And, and for me, you know, when I'm thinking about Curry's overall legacy and, and the Warriors legacy, I mean, this is a championship that I think almost, no offense, it's almost nothing to do with Stephen Curry. I think it has to do with the fact that Steve Kerr, it should be a credit to Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr has been bashed for not being able to team build, not being able to put things together. As far as I'm concerned, this is coaching. Have you, wait, 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 wait. Haven't you been a Steve Kerr hater? No, no, no. You got the wrong person. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Our, uh, yes, our founder, I think, I believe is a Steve Kerr hater. Who is it? I think, I think it's AB. Oh, Alex is. Yeah, Alex is. Kerr, I, I like Kerr. And, and, and this I've is, always liked Kerr, too. Kerr, 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 Kerr right now. Kerr right now. If he wins this championship, it's, it's a great testament to him. It's a greater testament to him as a coach because you can't sit there, Bryce, and say he has two top five talents in the world. You can't say that. He he is. You got to give credit to this coaching staff for developing, you know, Pool and Kaminga and you give him props to Mike Brown. Mike Brown, yes, they're comfortably (laughs) playing Moses Moody in playoff games and Kaminga. 
yeah, yeah, like they're comfortably doing it. Like they didn't even do it in the first two rounds. And now they're just throwing Moses Moody in the Western Conference Finals and playing a lot. Like, oh, I love it. I'm coaching. down for it. Man. That's coaching. Like, I mean, I'm not trying to take away what those young guys are doing, but that's coaching. Absolutely. Steve Kerr, Steve Kerr, absolutely. And they win the finals has to be, in my opinion, the big part of this story. He, he has been fantastic this season with getting these guys to maximize who they are in their roles. Um, because I do believe that Steve Kerr has enhanced the performance of these guys, you know, and enhanced it in the sense of, I don't know if some of these guys could be doing this on other teams, but they're doing it because Steve Kerr has been able to cultivate a championship level culture into this team. And, and these guys are buying into it. So in my personal opinion, this, this win in the Western conference, Finals, they get through it. You set yourself with the NBA Finals and you, they win. Undoubtedly, undoubtedly to me, it's about Steve Kerr. Um, and, and, you know, guys like Wiggins and Looney certainly have been developing and, and played huge roles in this series, right? But, um, man, Kerr's got to get a lot of credit. Kerr's got to get a lot of credit if they win the finals. I agree. Um, you know, and, and I, you know, what I'm looking forward to, uh, and the rest, you know, just kind of see what the Warriors, I mean, because the Warriors are going to win game five. I'm like, it's like an eternal lock. I mean, it's literally all in. I just, they're just, they're winning. Uh, if, yeah. if the Warriors win game five, if the Warriors win game five, uh, which they should, I, I just, I'm so curious to see how they respond to that defense that Miami and Boston's going to bring. Um, there's a couple guys that honestly, I really don't know how they're going to respond. Uh, but if they do, it's going to change my opinion on them. Uh, it's going to change my opinion. It's going to change my opinion on them and where they can go from a potential standpoint and a long-term standpoint. Uh, like a guy like Jordan Poole, I think he, if he plays really well against defense defenses like this in a seven game series, it would change my opinion. It would change my opinion drastically. But I also think, and I, you might find this crazy. I also think you get played off the floor. So you have to, you have to figure out the like guys like Jordan Poole have to show that they can play against competitive defenses, Bryce. Um, you know, he's been getting guarded by the third options. And then if he's hot, he'll get guarded by the best guy. But that's not how it is every game. And it doesn't need to be because you have Steph Curry. But I'm just saying, like, guys like Jordan Poole, they aren't going to get some bad defender. They're gonna get, he's going to get Jalen Brown. He's going to get Marcus Smart. If you if, yeah. So those are all NBA-like defenders. If you cannot... If, you want to show you your, you know, get the, the hype that you've been getting. If you want people to continue to be in your pool party. I mean, I expect you, I just expect you to be able to do this in the finals. Come on, get come to the pool party. Come on, come to the pool party. I like it. I like it. But that pool party, that pool party has got to be lit for the finals. It's got to be lit in June. It's got to be lit in June. Hey, it's a perfect time for a pool party. Don't you think? I absolutely, my gosh, I'd love to be in a pool. Uh, next up, we got we got Boston and Miami, um, and, and I'm watching the series, and I, you know every game's pretty much been a blowout, um, and maybe maybe tonight we get a competitive one. Who knows? Uh, but I, I want to start with Miami uh, because I. I've real. I want to say a very definitive statement, 
but we're recording this podcast and we're recording it during the game. So I'm not going to say it. Oh my God. But I know it's very I find it very, very hard for Miami to win this series. I mean, I just find it so hard. I mean, if they're because I just don't see the opportunity. I don't see the firepower of Miami. I don't see it. And I'm not saying Boston's got great firepower either, but I'm just it's so. It is so mesmerizing with how bad it is. Like it's they have got to get some firepower on this team because what they have is not working. And if Bam Adebayo, it goes to these like weird stat lines where it's like, he's like not that dominant player that he can be. And he showed in game three, I mean, Bryce, what, what's going on? Like, I mean, if you're watching it from the Miami perspective, you got to be wondering, we paid Duncan Robinson 90 mil and he can't even play for us. And Max Strews, you know, is not giving us a whole lot. And, you know, Dwayne Dedman was a nice backup, but he's hardly been able to give me minutes. I mean, seriously, I feel like they're stuck. It's just, I, I don't know. Like, I almost feel like whoever is the healthiest wins the game. You know, we've had Jimmy Butler miss a game. Yeah, we've had Robert Williams miss games. Marcus Smart, he's finally back tonight. Um, yeah. You know, Lowry's still coming off the injury. I believe Struess yeah. is banged up. A um, couple other Heat player. I think Tucker's banged up. Butler's yeah, yeah, yes. banged I mean, it's just whoever's the healthiest seems like they're going to win the game. I feel like this is the most even game that we've gotten so far um, as, as in terms of, I agree. you know, rosters, like healthy rosters. So, yeah. I mean, this is going to be interesting. I mean, it's a pivotal game five, like don't get me wrong, but no, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, Miami seems to struggle sometimes with offense and, and, you know, Jimmy Butler, it finally kicks into Jimmy Butler. Like, uh, I guess I'm going to have to do it all by myself tonight. And, you know, he, he can put up points, but it's not sustainable. It's, it, it's just not sustainable. P.J. Tucker's he's not going to drop 20 for you. Kyle no. Lowry, he's not really looking to score 20. Max Struess, he's going to – him and Vincent are just going to chuck up a bunch of threes. I if agree. they get hot, they get hot, and yep. they'll probably win. But if they're not, they suck. The Heat suck. Duncan Robinson's unplayable, $90 million. We knew that contract was going to go bad. Oh, Bam Adebayo looks so overrated right now. It, the the one good game he had, his thirty one and six yeah. or fourteen. Robert Williams didn't play. Yeah, he's and that's that's where I really want to go, Bryson. You know, and talking Boston is like, you know, man, doesn't it look like Boston just kind of got a great contract out of that? That's got to be. I mean, I haven't. This would be a fun segment to potentially do, but you know, that's got to be one of the better contracts in the NBA. For uh, Rob, Rob Williams? Yes, Rob Williams. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's got to be one Steel. of the better contracts in the NBA. He, he is changing the series when he's available on the court. Absolutely. I mean, he, well, and, he, and it lets Horford and Tice be, oh. be the role players now. Yes, yes. He's, he's able to just he, – he, he's, he, he's not going to be unplayable. No. Rob Williams is not unplayable. He, no, he's, he's vital to him on offense, too. And, like, the other argument, I heard something about, like, well, Robert Williams can't shoot. Well, Robert Williams will Who never cares? need to shoot. Who cares? Robert, he'll never need to shoot. I don't, yeah, I don't need him to. I have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Right, I, I need those guys. I need what a joke. Smart, I need Pritchard. I need, you know, there's other guys who can do that for me. I mean, if Robert Williams just wants to put all his energy in defense, rebounding, shot, you know, shot blocking and 
you know, a couple offensive post moves. All right, whatever. I mean, because I just, to me, that's where when he's been on the floor, it's changing the Celtics and it's, it's changing the potential of what they've been. And in my opinion, it's a credit to their organization because Bri- Bryce I, this is some I've been noticing. And I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this. You look at the Boston Celtics, you know, how, like most NBA teams, they just suggest their roster like every two years. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Boston. Like we just talked about Robert Williams. Robert Williams has been with Boston for a handful of years. Smart has been with Boston his whole career. Tatum, been with Boston his whole career. Brown, whole career. Horford, been with them for a long time. Tice, been with them for a long time. Less came back. A lot of these teams, yeah, yes, but I mean, you're talking about like, this is a team that doesn't give up on the players. Mm -hmm. And so many times, you know, every two years, Bryce, you, you could sit there and probably look through teams and be like, you can't even recognize. You, it's like you you would just see completely different rosters. Oh, you mean like the Lakers? The Lakers, or uh, there's so many teams you could throw in that discussion. And I'm saying when you look at Boston, like they have gone to the philosophy of keeping everybody together, and it's worked. And I, I, and that to me, that's a credit to Udoka and a credit to Stevens because they're finding something with this group that they got. And, you know, in my opinion, it's my pick to, to, to go to the finals. Uh, I think they got a chance to win game five. But, you know, who knows? I I, I like how they're playing. It'll go seven. I'm, I'm saying it goes seven. I'm saying it goes seven. Give me Boston on the road. I mean, that, that's that's what I I mean. But, yeah, I mean, to your point, yeah, Boston hasn't given up on their young players. Case in point, I mean, I said Lakers. I mean, I'm not joking. Right. You get rid of a guy like Julius Randle. You get rid of D'Angelo Russell. You get right. rid of of uh, Brandon Ingram, who is a budding star now. W- would LeBron love to have Brandon Ingram on his team right now? <laughs> yes, he would have. I, I get. I guess you got a bubble t- a bubble ring out of it. I get. If you want to hang your hat on that, sure. I mean, you'd win a championship, but I just. I guess. But, but I you're. Really but you're LeBron James. You're not. You're. You're not wanting one championship. Right. Right. If, if maybe it, maybe if you're Giannis, you want one championship, but if you're LeBron James, who, who is proclaimed himself as the goat, you don't want just one championship. Right. And by the way, a lot of people question that championship or put an asterisk next, next to that championship. Yeah. You put a, you, you put an asterisk. I, I do. I absolutely do. It's absolutely an asterisk title. Uh, yeah. Uh, not I, but, but I just, I feel like when you're looking at, when I'm looking at this series, I, I mean, yes, I agree. It's all about health. Physicality's been there all, all all series. It's been intense. And I think the, you know, I trust Boston with that more. I just do. I trust Boston with that more. Uh, I trust their firepower more. And, you know, I, I trust in the duo of Tatum and Brown more than Butler and Bam. I trust in the duo. Absolutely. And, and that, that might do it for me. Because uh, I, I just think that's a lot to handle. Uh, next up, uh, let's get into... Uh, Bryce, you know, there's a lot of talk, you know, in the off season, you know, so many guys potentially moving in and out, 
uh, you know, sign and trades being a potential option for many of these guys. Uh, you know, the, 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 there are a couple of names I want to start off with. Uh, one of them is Zach Levine on Chicago. And, you know, he's supposed to have that knee, that knee surgery. But, you know, it seems like he's just kind of floating around, potentially looking at some options, maybe just to kind of use some leverage, maybe to actually get out of Chicago. What would you do if you were Zach? And then what would you do if, like, if you're Chicago? Like, are you, I mean, I, I have to think you want him back. Cause I mean, he's, you know, I think people like him there. Uh, I think he's a guy that has really shown some great development there. Uh, so if you're Chicago, I think you want to keep him. But if you're Zach, I mean, I, are you really trying to leave Chicago right now? I don't, I don't really get why you try to leave him. Money talks. I don't think he leaves. He is eligible for a five-year, $212 million deal from Chicago. Um, <laughs> now, there has been some flirtations <laughs> with the Lakers. Uh, you oh, know, they yeah. uh, he's been seen in public. Uh, oh, he has publicly yeah. said he likes the Lakers. To me, this is this is just another oh. LeBron gets what he wants thing, and it's just oh. not going to – I just don't see it happening. Oh, get out. It's a joke. It, no, the Lakers. The Lakers have to deal with their own consequences. I don't see how they can afford Zach Levine oh. unless he takes a pay cut. Oh. So, 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 so let's add. And it doesn't make sense for, for the Lakers. You want to add another ball dominant guard to your <laughs> no. roster? So Anthony Davis needs the ball. LeBron James needs the ball. Oh. Russell Westbrook needs the ball. All, all of them need the ball, including Zach Levine. They oh. all need the ball in their hands to make plays. It's oh. not, they're not assist guys. They're not spot up guys. Oh, I don't want them to. Oh, These my. are all isolation players. It's a joke. It's a joke no, that, that we're even talking gone. about this. Yeah, Miss we, me, please. No. Just sign on the dotted line, Zach. Let's quit messing around. Yeah, I mean, please I, miss I would, me on this. I really want to see him in Chicago. I love what they built this year. And I mean, I just think he's got to stay. Just let it go. See what that team's capable of. They got such great, you know, construction with Vucevic, Demar, and Lonzo, and and Desumu, and and Pat Williams. It's like if you're in Chicago, like, I mean, come on, like, I'd love to be, I'd love to be in Chicago. I mean, I don't really understand why you wouldn't. And and you want to join the Lakers? You want to sign a long term deal with the Lakers? You're 27. LeBron's LeBron's not 27. So I'll you, tell you what, Levine can take over the Lakers when LeBron retires. That's how much time now Levine has left. Now, and, and, and the other rumor about the Blazers doesn't make sense to me. You're no. telling me the Blazers just want to go right back to another guard guard duo? I think Which, he's better than McCollum, though. No, I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying it's like the same type of team. Two great guards, and you can't do it. You know what I mean? It's just, it just, it's the same type of building, roster construction. And I think Zach Levine, I think Zach Levine should come back to Chicago. I don't really understand the reasons of why uh, he he would not. Uh, you know, Bryce, do you think DeAndre Ayton is going to leave? Do you think DeAndre Ayton will leave the Phoenix Suns? And if you do think DeAndre Ayton is going to leave, do you have a couple destinations in mind? Gone. He's gone. Oh yeah. So I mean, we Look we've heard Look we've heard you. several teams be tossed around in rumors. We've heard the Indiana Pacers. Um, I don't hate it, but not for the sixth pick that I'm hearing. That's an absolute. Joke. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. That's that's a joke. Yeah. Yeah. Miss me. Miss me on that, please. I um, I've heard Spurs. I don't see how that helps them. I don't either. 
DeAndre Ayton is not a cornerstone. P. He's not. not let me say like that. this: He's not a cornerstone offensive piece. If if you told me that never, you don't think he's going to be? No, not an offensive piece. No. Wow. Okay. No, 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 wow. no, no. I mean, your future is Dejounte Murray, right? And he's not there yet. I don't. I don't understand that one. Um. The, I mean, you mentioned earlier the Mavericks would be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it they would be. It play. would be. I mean, you just if they. Yes. Get rid of Powell and Kleba. You know, or they got to find some way to get some some funds off the books. But I don't know how that would. I don't know how the money would work. It may with not. That one. It's just. A, it may again, not. It's a fun. It may it's not. A fun idea. We're just speculating. So, what other teams have you? Have, well, I mean, what do you think? What do you think, Caleb? Well, I think he's gone. Yeah, I think uh, absolutely I think he's, he's gone. Gone. Um, he is uh, restricted, by the way. Honestly, is just not even close to Pacers. I mean, it's honestly, it's just not close. I, I to me, he fits. I just, I love the fit. Him and Halliburton would be you, sick you, in a pick you, and roll. I mean, yeah, like, and I just think Bryce, like, this is a guy that's had a lot of criticism. With you know, hey, he's the number one pick in the same draft as Luka Doncic, and. Bryce, you know this. I know this. We live, you know, you live around Indy. I live, I lived around Indy for a while. You and I both know the Indiana Pacers don't get covered like a championship level team. No. You and I both know that even when they're great, the pressure is significantly less. Mm-hmm. You, you, he's a, so even if he's at his greatest, it's just significantly less. He's going to a place that's going to be much more free. And I, I just, I feel like when it comes to the Pacers, I just feel like he fits the overall trajectory of where they want to go. Young, building, humming piece at center, top five center with Halliburton, which he would make Halliburton so much better and vice versa. I just think that the Pacers would really benefit from this and would get them inserted into this new era of, I mean, just move on from the Brogdon's. And you know how I feel about Miles Turner, but but move off him. I mean, the Pacers don't need Miles Turner. They they, they need to get younger. You should play you should play Isaiah Jackson before you play Miles Turner. I agree. We were talking about this today. It's it's not absolutely. It's not that I think Jackson's better than Turner. It's just the Pacers, from a long term directional standpoint, need to be thinking about those moves. And 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 I think the Pacers really need to be aggressive in this. And the only way that I would do that is I think Brogdon should move. I think, I think TJ Warren should move. I think, I think Miles Turner should move. I think your team should be completely constructed around Tyrese Halliburton, your sixth pick, Chris Duarte. Yeah. And that's what your roster construction and Isaiah Jackson. Cause I do think he's really good. You, you have, you have a really nice core. And if you hit it right, you can just build upon that and tweak it and potentially get yourself to play team. Because I think that Tyrese Halliburton, is a star that can get you into that level if you build the right construction. Absolutely. And, and that's, on, that's on Kevin Pritchard. That's on Kevin Pritchard. And I'm not a Kevin Pritchard guy. I, I, so, Kevin so Pritchard. I heard something interesting this morning about Kevin Pritchard. Did you know he holds the record for the most draft day trades when he was with the Blazers? And he ended up with Brandon Roy. Well, well, he ended up with Brandon Roy and LaMarcus Aldridge. In, in draft trades? Yes. Like draft night, draft night. Make he made six, six trades, and that's what he he, ended up with. He needs to. uh, He needs to hit. 
He needs to hit. I, he knows. He really I think he knows it. I think he knows it. And I think he absolutely knows it. I don't think your guy's going to be there at six. I just don't. Uh, but but I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking we move up at four. Here's what I heard today. Here's what I heard today. Wow. Here's what I heard today. Okay. Okay. Chet Jabari, one, two, lock. Totally. And now, now I, I don't know about the order of one, two, but they're definitely Locks. one, two. Yeah, lock. yeah, I agree with that. I heard that our good friend, good friend of the show, Sam Presti at number three, likes Jaden Ivey. <laughs> Which would leave the Kings, who are, you know, maybe shopping the fourth pick. Dude. Yeah. Caleb. <laughs> if we can somehow land Paolo Bancaro. <laughs> you absolutely do that. You you do here, you want Turner? You want Turner to pair with Sabonis here? Or you want Brogdon? You want Brogdon? You can have Brogdon. What else do you want? You want we'll give you Brogdon and the sixth pick. Brogdon in the six pick. Who says no to that? You're telling me the Kings say no to that? If Paolo slips, if Paolo slips, that is such a crime. Dude, I, I, mean, I know. I know I'm, that's the, what I'm saying. He is still Leave it to Sam Presti. Leave it to Sam Presti. I'm just, I'm wow. just saying. That's no That's way a rumor on the street. That's the rumor on the street. I, I know, but there's just no way. I mean, the rumor on the street. I'm just, no I'm just saying. I'm just he, saying. If he was available, <laughs> the Pacers got Paolo it. I mean, you you would be looking at just an insane. I'm buying a jersey future. immediately. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I did, wow. I but it also is this with the Pacers, um, and and in terms of the realistic at six, we talked about it. Um, you know, if they get into that top four range and they get Paolo, yeah. I mean, you you're looking at it. You're looking at a play team. You're looking at a play team. You are looking at a play. I don't I care. I expect Halliburton to make a gigantic jump, and I expect Halliburton. And I expect Ben. If Ben Carroll was there, I just Ben Carroll would just be unbelievable. So I, I'm I'm completely in on that. If that would have happened, uh, I just, I do think they need to move off the of turn. I do think they need to move off the of Turner this offseason. It's not because I don't think Turner's good. I'm a very big Turner supporter. I just think you you absolutely need to just go. You just need to sink yourself. You need to go deep into the young talent pool. Same with Brogdon. Same with Warren. I'm tired of seeing people want to resign Warren. I don't really get it. He's injured all the time. You have good pieces. Why are you trying? Yeah, to might as well just let him I, go. Just let him move on. Especially if we get somebody like Bancaro. Move on. Move on. Um. Bryce, you know, in terms of this topic and free agency, um, were there anything, any teams coming into this that you're kind of curious about, you know, maybe that had a, you know, a, a season that they, you know, thought were better than expected and could put them in a position to make some moves to improve the roster? Was there a team that you believe uh, will be making and really causing a lot of drama because they're going to make act active? Like, what, what are your thoughts here? I think the Hawks will be pretty active. Uh, they might want to move off some of those bad contracts that they have. Um, you know, I mean, that. they've. What could call that? Oh, we all did. We all knew. We oh, all knew. Here, here on this show, we we knew. We knew. I think I think Portland is is another team to keep an eye on because 
I don't know that they're really satisfied where they are in the draft. If they can get some of a solid, you know, a vet, I think would be solid. Um, Simons is, is a restricted free agent. I actually think they keep him. Uh, I don't know that anyone's clamoring at the gates for, for Anthony Simons. So I think they probably get him on a decent deal still um, and keep developing him. But here's what I'm more interested about. I'm interested on a couple things. So James Harden and Kyrie Irving both have player options. Both have had impending, you know. Yeah. Uh, very interesting decisions coming up, right? There's rumors of the Nets. Yeah, right. The rumors of the Nets might they might want to move off Kyrie Irving instead of giving him an, uh, you know another big time deal. Same thing with with James Harden. I think. Uh, well, James Harden is going to pick up his option, no doubt about it. It's forty-seven million, like you mentioned. Yeah. But is is Daryl Morey going to go down the same path that led to his destruction in in Houston? That is the question. Well, that is the question. I know what you're going to answer. I oh, you know, if he does it, he's a schmuck. He's you. I know. If he does it, he's a schmuck. I know what you're going to answer. So, I I will say. Um, Man, I don't like saying this because I've kept this quiet and I think he's going to blow it. Ah, uh, yes. So here's yes, how I think yes, he's going to yes. blow it. You want to talk about it? Oh, I, about you it. know, I always want to talk James Harden James and Daryl Morey. James Harden is going to accept his player option at $47 million. Absolutely. Okay. So they will have Joel Embiid. They will have James Harden. And they will probably get into some saga where Doc Rivers is gone by the end of the season, by the end oh. of the offseason. Oh, wow. And here is what's going to happen. Here is what's going to happen. I'm not locking it in, but I'm close. I mean, I'm really close. Michael? I think they're getting a third star, and I think they're going to trade away Tyrese Maxey, and I think they're going to trade away Tobias Harris. Oh. Um, um. I'm not saying I think they should do it. I'm not saying that. Oh. I'm saying I really believe that's going to happen. Oh, my gosh. I mean, Bryce, you know how he thinks. You know how he operates. He operates, with the, he operates with the idea that there's no such thing as not having enough stars. That's how he operates. And I just, I just, I, I can see it from a mile away. Better, better question. Why was Matisse Thibel buried on the bench as their best defender? During the playoffs, I, mean, I never it, understood that. In general, well, I mean, so I don't know, just the way that it was inconsistent with COVID. I don't think he's, like, un- look, he's not unplayable, I, though. I, Come I, on. No, he's not unplayable. Well, I, but in all seriousness, I just think that that's bound to happen. There is a there is a path. Oh my gosh, Mac! Think about it. I mean, we can see you can see it. You can see it, Bryce. If, if they want the, they, they are, there is no question in my mind that's that's being talked about them getting a third star. I think it's shocking that no one's really been joke. bringing it up. Uh, I just, I believe that that's a legitimate thing. Now who that third star would be. Uh, I think it would depend, uh, but I can tell you, I, there's a team that I got in my mind uh, that I, I would are honestly believe would do a deal uh, and would be very thankful to do the deal. And uh, I've been thinking about this for a long time is, no, I think you call up Washington. I think Washington should be intrigued with Tyrese Maxey and leave their point guard position. But, but I mean, that's the other thing. Brad Beal has a player option. Brad Beal could accept that player option. 
I don't and think he will. He may not. But I'm telling you, if I could see it, man. Tyrese Maxey. Would Brad be Beal nice needs to move for Washington. Yeah, he would be. Brad Beal needs to go. Well, he just needs to. Well, he deserves it. He deserves it. And you not slam, to, not to slam, Los Angeles. You slam people for not being you. You and Zach. You and Zach slam people for not being loyal. But there is such a thing as as being too loyal. Well, I agree. I well, this is no, this this is it, right? Don't like LeBron, right? You can bring people in. Yes. Don't give me that. He builds his team. Don't give me that. Right. Brad Beal. I don't. I don't know if he's in the front offices here or not. But you're telling me, you know, a you know a Wagner is gonna cha- no Bertans yeah. for a while. Dinwiddie, who didn't even last the season there. It's it's just it, it's not. Kuzma, come on! I think I think Beal. I I could see it. That's all I'm gonna say. I could see it. Um, I could see it. I could see them going to get a third star. I think it makes sense. I think the pathway for it makes sense. I think you start looking at the potential options of this team, and I I mean, I just I could see it. I I mean, at some point, you got to wonder how long can Embiid play at the level that he's playing. I agree. And then, and then you, and then at the same time, if you're going to ride or die on Harden, which you know that Maury's track record suggests that he will, then his, then, then Harden will decline. So the mm-hmm. only way you can maximize your window is getting it now. And it's not a shot, Tyrese Maxey, even though I absolutely love Tyrese Maxey. Ye, I don't know if right now he can be a third option on a championship team. That's not a shot because I just, I love this guy. I've been huge on him for a long, 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 long time, but I just don't think he can be a third option on a championship team. And I think the only way that you can get yourself to that position is going to get a third star. And I think the pieces are there. I do. I just, I think I just, I, I do. Um, next up, you know, let's go into the NFL. Let's break down some offseason coverage. Uh, let's start off with the NFC South. The NFC South with Tampa, Carolina, Atlanta. Uh, you know, I, I'm curious in, in New Orleans. Uh, but let's let's start off. Let's start off with the team that honestly I just don't understand. They've had a lot of activity, uh, but I just really don't get their uh, you know their plans. And, and we'll start with their draft. Uh, Bryce, what, what did you think of uh, Terry Fontenot's draft with the Atlanta Falcons? And how do you like? I, I just I don't get the logic because I don't really think they've committed to a quarterback. I don't think that they've fully committed to how they want to build their team yet. Uh, and yeah. I think that's what this draft suggests. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you, you spend well, the number eight pick or six, six. Yes. Six, six pick on Drake London. Or eighth pick, eighth pick. Eighth pick. Okay. That's what I thought. Yes. Eighth pick on Drake London, a wide receiver who don't get me wrong is an outstanding wide receiver. Yeah, he is, he and is. don't get me wrong. Calvin Ridley is gone. Yes. From that team when he returns yes. from suspension, they will trade him. Um, but I mean, you have so many other needs. I mean, you're looking for a cornerstone player in that top 10, whether it's a offensive lineman or it's a, a corner, a corner that can be locked down or an edge rusher or, you know, a line, anything on defense, honestly, other than maybe safety. Yeah. Um, but no, no, they decided to go more offense. And, and like you said, I mean, we're looking at Marcus Mariota. Uh, they did draft Desmond Ritter. And I believe that thing is the third round. 
Um, and what's weird to me, third round semifinal. And I, I wrote about this for Dr. Roto. I wrote about this. In my opinion, Atlanta, they have three of the same quarterbacks. Marcus Mariota, Desmond Ritter, Felipe Franks. Yes, they can throw yeah, the ball, I, but, they're, but they're known as runners. All three of them are known as that. runners. Yeah. They're the same, they're the same guy. Same guy. I, so you're I'm stuck. a little confused. Yeah, I'm a little confused. Yeah. Like, okay, why, why give Marcus Mariota the money? You might as well just start Ritter. I agree with that. It's the same thing. I agree. Um, I agree. It was a very, it was, it, to me, it was the most confusing off season because I just, I, I think what they're really trying to do is just get assets. I think they're just trying to say we have legitimate football. Players. What, what? I mean, I think, go, go look at the defense. Go look at the defense. I agree. No pass rush. I agree. I, their, I their, agree. their secondary got better. Casey Hayward. I think Casey Hayward signed with the Falcons thinking that Deshaun Watson was going there. I think he regrets that now. Yeah. But AJ Terrell is legit. Don't get me wrong. He's legit. He is really um, good. He's very, very good. But I mean, they absolutely, absolutely are missing pieces. They're missing pieces on the trenches too. They're missing, they're missing pieces on the trenches. Um, I, and I understand that they have absolutely nothing at wide receiver, but the part that I just, I'm lost at is you have two top 10 picks and you pick pass catchers in back-to-back years. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's not something that you should pick back-to-back years. It's just not, it's not, that's not, it's not smart team building. It's not, it's not smart thinking. You can get a lot of, you can get a lot of pass catchers. You know, I mean, I think people are getting a little, in my opinion, a little too cute with wide receiver. It's not to say that you don't want to have a great explosive talent. I very much believe that. But at the same time, like, I don't really get what the Falcons are doing, picking two top 10 guys in a row. I don't no, understand I, that. They're in, they're, uh, they're in full rebound, uh, rebuild mode, though. I guess, but, you know, I, I, I'm sitting there wondering, okay, then why did you sign Grady Jarrett back? Yeah, I maybe Why'd just as maybe Jarrett? maybe like that's their cornerstone piece for right now. I which I like Grady Jarrett. I like Grady Jarrett. I'm not taking a shot. Yeah, Jarrett. I mean it's the front office. The front office. I don't understand it. I mean they did a couple good things, right? I mean they bring in a guy like like Hayward. They bring in Rashawn Evans. A couple of vets. I really like on that. on that defense. Like yeah. they have a vet at each level in the defense. Yeah, but then they have a lot of no name guys. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. John Kaminsky. Who is that? I mean, I, I like Deion Jones. Deion Jones yeah, is solid. Yeah, but, but they're really, um, I, they're missing. They're missing a lot. Yeah, yeah. A I lot. just, I, I don't. The offensive line still sucks. You signed German Affetti, but I mean, or Jermaine Affetti. I, I don't even think he's going to start. But I like McGarry. I mean, I don't, I don't hate McGarry. I, I don't. You know, McGarry's fine. Lindstrom is fine. I mean, it, it's still, it's still not good though. And then I, I know they did I right by Matt Ryan. They did. They said they want to do right by Matt Ryan, and that's why they took a lesser deal. But giving him up for a third round pick, mm. I mean, mm. I mean, we look. I mean, the Colts look like geniuses, like no doubt. Oh, I agree with that. I agree. But I mean, I agree. Totally agree. I, 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 I feel like that's just kind of a. I don't know. I feel. I don't for know. Patterson next year. I, I like not, what he, not what he had, but what's not realistic. What he, Can he give me last season? He had 618 rushing 548 
yards receiving 11 touchdowns. I can't think the touchdown sustain. I no. would think maybe 300, 300, 400. Maybe and I don't, I don't. I, and, and so th- to me, it's, it's, it's a little confusing. Um, I will say though, if you have a fantasy team, Kyle Pitts would be awesome in a PPR league. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he's just gonna get he's just gonna get catches all day. You might you might as well you might as well draft him because the volume will be there. Uh, but anyway, we'll we'll get to the next team. Uh, let's get into Tampa. Uh, uh, Tampa, Tampa. Uh, you know, they basically decided to uh, somehow, some way, get Tom Brady back. Uh, Bruce Arians left because Tom Brady said that I that was you know, such a joke. I don't think he said it, but I really believe it's it's hard to not think that. Uh, and, and they, they went out and, and they're moving on from Bruce. They, they, they let left, which come in as the coach, um, Brady back draft. They went out and signed a couple pieces. They've, you know, Russell Gage, Jack Mason, Keanu Neal, Ryan, uh, you know, solid names here, Bryce. Uh, are we of the belief that Tampa, is at the top of this division. Do you think that they are going to settle back? I mean, what are your thoughts? I mean, yeah, you kind of have to put them up there. I mean, they just kind of reloaded. Um, they they signed Logan Ryan in the offseason uh, to replace Whitehead at safety who left. Um, they got Shaq Mason in a trade with the Patriots um, to retool their offensive line after losing a couple guys. Keanu Neal is switching back to safety. They signed him as well. Um, and then they signed another weapon for Tom Brady with Russell Gage, who's a solid, solid wide receiver um, who's going to fill in until Gr- Chris Godwin is healthy. Uh, I mean, they're, they're right back at it. Um, it's just, it's incredibly hard to, to be that good that long, um, especially right. in the NFC. The NFC is good. Um, yeah. yeah. I think with a different coach, I think it's going to be a little bit of a different feel. Left, which is still there uh, for the offense. It's not like Arians is gone from the team. I think he's in the front office now. So, I mean, he's going to yeah. be there. Yeah. But – I mean, they just retooled. They're going to be good. I mean, they're going to be there. They're going to be there towards the end, no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, but I I kind of like some other teams better. I mean, no no disrespect to Tom Brady. I, in the I, NFC. You know, I get it. In the NFC. Yeah, yeah in the NFC. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't hate it. I, I do. But, I, I man, I, I do think, to me, it was a nice pickup to get Shaq Mason. Oh, absolutely it was. Good gravy. You kidding me? I don't get I mean, I you know, they might, they must've caught Bill drinking a lot. I mean, my gosh, I must've made a trade with his dog. I mean, I just, you can't help, but notice that, you know, this team, I agree with you. I, I, I can't help but notice the secondary upgrades. I just, my gosh, that secondary, I hated watching. Now you really got some veterans. You went out and, and you mostly have kept the front. Um, I, I, I think I agree with you. I like the gauge pickup. Uh, I think he's good. I think it gives you a legitimate playable guy uh, down the stretch and gives you different weapons and creativity and all the other fun jazz. Um, I think Leonard Fournette's in for a massive season. Uh, yeah, well, it's no finally Ronald his Jones. backfield. It's no Ronald Jones. I just think he's in for a massive, massive year. And I think that could be good for them. Maybe they try to go to the run a little more. And take pressure off that air offense of Brady. Try to get him some more years. I mean, I, I just wonder. I'm, 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 I'm liking. It's a, it's a great off season. 
really don't hate what they've done. Uh, but I, I do think it's not a gimme. It's not a gimme. I guess that's my thing. It's not a gimme, in my opinion, if they're going to win the division. I guess that's kind of my take. I don't mm. think it's a gimme uh, because there's one team that I absolutely love their offseason. I love their offseason so much that I'm beating up thinking them to win the division. <laughs> Next up, uh, the Carolina Panthers. Uh, the Carolina Panthers uh, under Matt Rule. Matt Rule literally has that seat burning. Uh, I don't even want to touch it because that thing would be so hot. I would probably have to call the fire department in order to absolutely spray it down. Uh, it is so hot. It's unreal. Uh, the Carolina Panthers uh, in this draft went out. They got some offensive line help, Bryce. They went out. They, they've they kept Darnold as their quarterback. That This is a team that, you know, also drafted Matt Corral in the third round from Ole Miss. Uh, you know, I, let's just start with the draft. I mean, I love the fit. I love the tackle. The tackle's a long-term piece there. I like what a Congo can do, but uh, I guess I'd love to hear your thoughts on uh, just, just kind of what the Panthers have done this offseason, because this is a team you and I liked last season a lot heading into the year, and and I believe they just completely underachieved our expectations. A lot part of that had to do with the offense. I don't think it had anything to do with the defense. And I just, a part of me just wonders how much better did they really get this offseason? I cannot say definitively that they got way better. I think they got better. Um, I think eventually we see Matt, uh, Matt Coral, um, you know, the, the rookie, I, I think, I think we see him. I think he slings it a little bit. I mean, it all, the offense really hinges on if CMC stays healthy. I mean, he's the catalyst to this entire offense. I uh, missed pretty much the entire season last year. If he stays healthy, I think the offense is going to be interesting, but I like what they did on the offensive line. They got a, 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 a they got they they got the left tackle position figured out. They still yep. have elf line. They yep. signed Bradley Bozeman. Great pickup. Great from pickup. the Ravens. Yeah. Austin Corbett at right guard, who I think is solid. Um, and then you still have Taylor Moten on the right on the on right tackle. I think that's, that's a, a solid offensive line. Yeah. And honestly, I like what they did on defense too. They got Matt Ioannidis yeah. uh, from from the Commanders. They signed Damian Wilson from the Jags uh, in for their linebacking core, and then they got Xavier Woods for free safety from the Vikings. I think that's solid. I mean, you have Brown, you have you have Burns, Derek Brown, Ioannidis, Gross Matos, Shaq Thompson, Damian Wilson, Corey Littleton, Dante Jackson, Jeremy Chin, Xavier Woods, J.C. Horn. I think that's a solid lineup. I'm nervous though about the losing Riddick. I really didn't like the fact they lost. Yeah, but Riddick Riddick didn't really impact like he was supposed to. No, I thought he was still good. He's still good, but he, I don't think it's, oh, man, you know, I mean, that's a big. I, you need more out of Gross Matos. I'll argue oh, that. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You need more out of Gross Matos. So absolutely. It's, it's time to not be a cute prospect. You, you, you've, you've got an opportunity. Yeah, it's time to a, deliver. It's time to really deliver. I mean, we, you know, I, this was a guy that a lot of people thought, you know, kind of snuck in in the second round, uh, you know, and I think he's got to come out and really play at the level that a lot of people believe he's capable of. Uh, I agree with you 100% on Xavier Woods. He's really good safety and to pick him up. Uh, joke. How does Minnesota let him go? I don't understand. Uh, this, this was a, I, and I'm a Brian Burns guy, huge Brian Burns guy, uh, but huge Brian Burns guy, Derek Brown's legit. I agree. Shaq Thompson's legit. The offensive line, I think is very valid. I agree with you. Really, really good offensive line anchored by, in my opinion, one of the best offensive linemen in the league that 
absolutely no one talks about and Tyler Moten absolutely no one talks about him mm-hmm. he just flies under the radar and I mean just just so consistent Bryce so consistent Western Michigan didn't play for anybody big but just sits there at 6'5 325 mauling your top defensive lineman and to me when you have him and Ikwombu, that is a scary, scary tackle course. You could argue oh, that's yeah. the best in the league good. Like you could you could argue that. I mean, if if Econo develops into what people think he can be, you're looking at a strong offensive line. It's not a team that I'm I mean, I can get easily convinced to like the Panthers, but it, it comes down to can the quarterback deliver? Mm. And that's the question I think they've been trying to solve for years, and they haven't done it. And that's, to me, a combination of front office. That's a combination of coaching. Um, You got to hit. You got to hit. I think you got to finish over 500. You got to finish over 500 this year. Uh, If you don't finish over 500 this year, uh, uh, sayonara. Sayonara. Uh, Next up, uh, New Orleans Saints, uh, the team that I just – it's tough that I honestly think you could argue best offseason. I just absolutely love it. Really? You just, I just love it. Picking up Jarvis Landry, picking up Jarvis Landry was huge. Uh, I, I honestly really believe that Armstead was a lot of money. And I really think that's a tough contract to pay. And so I don't think the idea of letting him go was all that horrible. He's a great offensive tackle. It's tough to replace it. You don't value the trenches. What a joke. No, 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 joke. No, that's a joke. No, 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 that's a joke. No, let's all, you haven't even heard of their left tackle. Now, James Hurst, who's that? Are you really going to sit there and pay five years, 87 and a half million dollars to Teron Armstead right now? Are you kidding me? Are you going to pay that to a 30 year old offensive lineman at the age of 35? I mean, what kind of crap are you talking about? Okay. I think, I think come some on. of it, I think you try come to figure on. it out. I think you try to figure it out though. Oh, come on. 30, I mean, that's a tough number to get to. I don't blame the organization for not doing that. 35. That's tough numbers, Bryce. I, I guess. Come on. And if you're looking and if you're looking at this offensive line in general, they've got good pieces. You know, yeah, they I mean, do. Andrew's piece is legit. Eric McCoy is legit. Ruiz is legit. And Ramchek is legit. They have four decent pieces. And I agree, you know, not a lot of people, and myself included, don't have an insane amount of familiarity with James Hurst, but you don't need anything fancy at left tackle. You just need a decent average starter. And I think he might do it. And hmm. plus, I mean, you got Jarvis Landry, who really boasts your wide receiver group. Uh, I just think puts a lot of uh, tension. It, you know, can really make Olave go and Thomas go. Uh, I think the defense is uh, solid. Uh, I, I honestly, Bryce, I, I uh, can't believe I'm saying this, but I actually think Pete Warner could have a really nice breakout year. This yeah, year. baby, that's and right. I, that's I, I, right. I think, I think the Saints with Tyron Matthew, awesome pickup. I mean, I, I, I just think they've got a they've made some nice moves. I mean, they really they built that roster nice with the team that didn't have a lot of cap space. This was not a team that had a huge amount of cap space before the season. And they went out and really made some moves and put themselves in a good spot. The question is, is the quarterback position, you know, is Jameis going to be healthy enough to carry them? Is he going to be smart and take care of the ball? I mean, he's got weapons all around him. Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, Michael Thomas, Landry, Olave, Traquan Smith, Callaway. Uh, you know, the tight ends are developing, you know, here and there. So, I mean, is it, and are we going to see a different offense now that Sean Payton isn't there anymore? 
That that's fair. That's the question. That is that's the question. Fair. I think the defense is fine. Cam Jordan's going to do his thing. Marcus Davenport going to do his thing. Werner with Davis, I think is going to be solid. Jenny you know, Sanders. Lattimore is top notch. They they got Marcus May. Yeah. Uh, in what addition to Matthew, what a pickup! Right, what and C.J. Gardner Johnson yeah. for depth. Yeah, uh, I am yeah, a little worried about it, their other corner position, but I mean that stuff can be worked through. Yeah, I mean they they're they're going to be decent. Um, I don't know that they're going to win the division, but they're going to win some games. They're sneaking for me. If you just it, it all to comes say, down to Jameis. It all comes down to Jameis. Okay, so last year, well, that's the question. I guess I got. Jameis Winston last season played in seven games. Mm-hmm. Jameis Winston played in seven games last season. Jameis Winston had 14 touchdowns and three interceptions in seven games. Mm-hmm. It's not too shabby. No. So, I mean, if he has something similar to this, that might be enough. It very well could be. That might be enough. Very well I could mean, 14 be. touchdowns and three interceptions. You got a pretty solid season on your hands. You're not yeah. looking at a horrible. You're not looking at a horrible season. You're looking at a pretty decent season. You're looking at a guy that can keep you in ball games, be competitive, doesn't turn the ball over, and he can have games like he did. You know, with Washington, he threw four touchdowns against them, or Green Bay when he had five. I mean, he has capability to have games like that with his arm and talent. Mm-hmm. So I, I think they're interesting. Uh, I think their off season was great. Uh, I, I honestly just just like how they're starting to put some stuff together. And, you know, I, I am worried about, I am worried about Dennis Allen. It's valid. I yeah. what Zach had to call me down on. I mean, it's not that I don't like the fits of some of these guys. I just, you got to really prove it, Dennis. I mean, you got to really, really, really prove it to me uh, because, I mean, they went out. I like their draft picks. They said, Armstead's gone. We'll take Trevor Penning first round 19. We're picking an offensive tackle at 19. We're not trying to jack around with it. We got the second. I mean, they fixed. They're trying to fix their weaknesses. So, you know, because they went out, they got explosive. Second round, they got a corner. You know, so I get what you're saying, Bryce. But, like, I think they're trying. I don't think they're sitting there ignoring this. I just think it might be a while. Maybe the rookies come in later, second half of the year and push. So that could be. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, But that'll conclude for this podcast. Uh, We got plenty of stuff that uh, we're, we're wanting to get to. Um, and I, I, I'll tell you, I'm really excited for what we have. I mean, we're, we're going to do, we just did the South, uh, you know, I think let's do the NFC North. We always have a joy with that NFC North on next week, bears, Packers, Vikings, lions playoff series. We'll probably have the final set. Hopefully probably have the final set. And, and so there's plenty to talk about next week. Hope you join us uh, back again. Bryce, so much doing this for you. Thanks.